Yeah, man. Uh, it's been not bad. We got parent-teacher conferences this week, so it's okay. just kind of a crazy week. And oh man, some days you some days you come home come home from teaching and you're like, oh, I we're changing lives, we're changing the world. And other days you come oh. home and you think, oh man, today I happen to occupy the same space as some students, but we did not move toward any sort of goals. And it's just man. <laughs> Flatline. Oh man, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, and it's it, yeah. Just sometimes it's it's the lesson. Sometimes it's the attitude. Sometimes it's just man, tough, exhausting. But um, it's just the way it is. Imagine when you get the those those little wins with a student or your or your or your your class. Um, those dopamine little shots you get once in a while kind of keep you going, right? <laughs> yeah, you get and it, a lot of times it's it's those kids who are disengaged and then for some reason engage or, or they're willing to share something. You can, you can work, we can work on something. So, you know, what a kid's really nervous about sharing their writing because it, you know, they don't feel good. And so to be able to say, Hey, if I'm giving you feedback on your essay, this is not how I feel about you as a person. This is just correcting your essay so that you can get better. Like don't take this yeah. personally. And that can be a tough right. thing for a, like a freshman to, to deal with. So Mr. Lynn hates sure. because I'm not a good writer. Like, no, not at all. Like you're all terrible writers right now as freshmen, right? That's the point. We all know where we're at. Like we don't have to be worried about that. Let's move on. That's right. So yeah, some of those kids make up. progress and, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, but then you just have those days where it just kind of, you just wonder, man, like, oh man, I just didn't, you want to get past that. So. Yeah. And parent-teacher conferences, is that the, is that means the first quarter has already ended? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting pretty close to it. So it's, uh, it's crazy. It doesn't wow. seem like that long ago. I was no. up there with Abby and it was, it's, it's crazy, but I feel like it just, I feel like school just started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it starts in August now though. So it starts earlier than. Yeah. When did, uh, when did school start up there? You guys were like first uh, week, we second week of August. Close. Yeah. I want to say the second week, the, the, the 15th or something like that yeah we we keep it uh usually around the 20th to the 25th just so okay you got kids that are back from college that have have jobs and we have a lot of those mm -hmm. tourism jobs so people need you know 18 to 22 year olds uh for for work so uh, we tend to stay out of school longer so the kids can be employed and then the high school mm -hmm. kids have jobs so uh, they kind of yeah. start the school year with that in mind, which is really good because that, that job experience is great for kids. And the tourism season doesn't end here until you – know, we, we still had a couple cruise ships in last week. I, I don't know. I haven't seen mm -hmm. any this week yet. But still, I mean, that's a that's got to be a budget cruise if you're coming to, to southeast Alaska in the first week of October. For sure. Well, and I, I think there's probably still a lot of playing catch-up since COVID too, right? Yeah, it's it's – they're just trying to they're adding more to the shoulder seasons and i don't know if that was planned before or after but you know people want to get out people want to move people want to take advantage of you know things i think it provided a, a mindset for a lot of people that hey if i want to go to alaska i got to do it because you know mm -hmm. there's no guarantee of tomorrow and shoot you know with with all that lockdown stuff i think that's definitely still part of, of people's psyches and they're they're saving to make these trips happen which is which is pretty cool yeah absolutely do you have uh, much going on up there, or is it uh, you still got some fish hanging out somewhere? Or is the season mostly over? I'm, I know you've really transitioned um, to, to hunting. I mean, yeah, I mean it's just been it's been full go. Um, it's been full go hunting. I mean, I just in fact I just went on a hunting trip yesterday. I did a day trip. Um, you know, it was funny. I was talking to my buddy Chad. You met Chad, Arnes uh, Mountain Division. He he 
we were talking about how we started baiting bears in April and how we just, we just went and did a bear hunt yesterday and we've got some tentative blacktail deer hunts planned. And so it's really like the seasonality is no longer hunting season in the fall. Mm-hmm. It really is kind of a almost, it starts in April, runs through October with a slight break in like July. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny how the hunting season is now April to October. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it feels like it really ramped up. I had a quiet September where I typically go to a moose camp, but I didn't go, we didn't go there this year. So I had all these other buddies and groups going earlier in the season while I'm just sitting at home domesticated <laughs> weekend after weekend, like, oh my God, am I ever <laughs> going to get out? Finally got out at the end of the end of the month, but then um did a uh spontaneous bear hunt yesterday just a day trip and then i got two weekends planned in october for blacktail out in prince william sound so i'd say it's still going full swing as Mm -hmm. far as hunting season goes for me yeah i think when Uh, you add those shoulder seasons it makes it that much more fun because even if you don't have much of an intent to get a bear just getting out in that first camping trip in in april or may and down here we can start doing that in march a little bit but you start adding in steelhead and you start adding in getting some game cameras up and whatnot. And that really helps because if, if you just limit living in Alaska to peak salmon fishing and then, you know, August and the first two weeks of September, like that's not a whole lot of time. And you want to, you want to get out of, out of winter as soon as possible, get out there, feel like you're doing something. Even if you get like, again, you don't have any intent of killing a bear, Put the game cameras up, go through the program, you know, start to collect some details about the areas um, and then hunt into September, October. Just have those experiences, get out, day hunt, all that stuff. You got to do it. It feels like you're still making progress on on the the hunting process, Mm -hmm. right? For scouting, the game cams, uh, you know, that first, well, we snowshoed in twice, three times for bait station and then we post hold the last two times um sorry jeff the uh video <laughs> shut off on me there or the light timer turned off um but yeah i mean daniel and his brother and his son went went fishing at anchor river this weekend mm-hmm. so they're they're not slowing down took the motorhomes out mm-hmm. they winterized them and threw rv antifreeze and stuff in there not using the, the water but still getting out recreating yeah well into october so yeah it feels like it's getting longer, man. Yeah. And, and it's hard to give up. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you, you yeah. absolutely can't. Yeah, especially as the people talk about the winters kind of accumulating and mm-hmm. it's not a fresh, uh, clean slate every year. You know, it kind of wears on you a little bit more. And I was talking to a buddy of mine and, you know, you start looking at the daylight that you've lost, you know, because September is kind of a dead period for, for blacktail. You know, alpine is really, really good. In the first two weeks – of uh, deer in the alpine can be good but then late september you know they kind of shut down and early october they're not really moving and it's so dense down here you can't really i mean you can wander through the woods but calling isn't super effective they're not super active so you have like four weeks of kind of waiting see what's going on and in that time you lose so much time uh from your day so much daylight and then all of a sudden it's time to go and you think man it's not getting late or not getting light until later it gets no. it gets dark so much earlier, and all of a sudden, whoa, we gotta we gotta figure this out here because we don't have a whole lot of time. And and yeah. gosh dang, that's what happened to us last night, man. We 
well, we went out for a day trip. We we found a bear at like 8.30 in the morning. Uh, decided to go look at another area because he was pretty high up, but, you know, kind of keep it in our back pocket. Went deeper into the valley. Fog rolled in. We are stuck pretty much staring at fog for six hours, freezing our butts off, just bullshitting. And then um, finally lifted around 5.30 p.m. as we're on our way back out relocate that bear he's maybe maybe a couple hundred feet lower than he was and it was 6 p.m and i'm like okay we got uh, i think we got about two hours to make this happen and chad's like no dude it's getting dark by yeah, seven you have 10 minutes <laughs> and i'm like oh that's right i'm st- i'm still feeling like i'm on moose camp time and that mm-hmm. was two weeks ago you lose a lot of daylight this time of year in, two, in a matter of two weeks right yeah losing 10 minutes for 20 minutes a day and anyway uh 6 p.m. and we made a full 2,000 foot ascent up and got to where the bear was and he ended up pushing up about 200 yards above from where we saw him originally. Mm-hmm. It was right at twilight and it just got to the point where you you could choose to try and chase him up. You know how that goes, right? You can never chase an animal. Yeah. Once they start moving, you're it's not over. catching them. Like yeah. uphill. So we lost him. We probably, had we gotten up there a half hour early, we might've got a shot in his archery too. So mm. you had to get a, you, a lot of things had to go right for you. Right. But yeah. And then we come 2000 foot down in the dark <laughs> last night. And uh, man, I am, I am beaten battered today. <laughs> yeah. That happens. Coming through the alders and yeah. So these, uh, these black bear that are up there, I know the, the blueberry bear is kind of the sought, sought after black bear. Uh, mm-hmm. down here you can get that too, but the distance from a river that has salmon that are spawning to the Alpine is pretty close. So they can make mm-hmm. that, that move in a day. So you can get a bear in the Alpine that both tastes like berries, but also rotting fish. So do you have, uh, are, are the bears like all on the berries or are they moving back and forth between river and Alpine? Yeah, I think I think it just depends on where they're the landscape where they're at. The, the, specifically, the bear that we were after. I mean, they have such a big range, so I feel like the bears in the in the Chugach Mountains have access to fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of salmon streams, but the bear. So I I I was actually able to examine some of its scat. I found going up the mountain and and where it was working, and it was all berries. It was all mm-hmm. red. I think they're crowberries or salmon berries, the bright red, mm-hmm. like almost like salmon egg looking ones. I'm really bad about my berries. Forgive me. <laughs> um, another hunter back there, and he was talking about the archery hunt and the black bears in the Eagle River Valley, and there's some big, big bears in there. Mm-hmm. And he said those bears are down cleaning up salmon. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just, that's not far from where we were. So, um, you know, I was under the impression the bear that we were after had been feasting on berries for a while. Mm-hmm. I think because I, where I was moose hunting earlier this year, which I went in on the 20, excuse me, I ended on the 25th. I started on the, the 17th or 18th. And I watched, uh, I watched two boars up on a mountainside and a group of sow and cubs for a week. And they just, every single day, and from daylight to, 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 uh, sundown, they were quaffing on the berries up top mm-hmm. the whole time. I'm yeah. talking, you know, 10 hours straight. <laughs> so, and, and I fish down in the Valley, but I 
feel like if you were to harvest one of those bears between that time and now, because I'm sure those bears are still working those hills and eating berries and mm. eating whatever they can. Um, I think you're going to have good luck of, of getting a good eater bear. And I also know of a hunt that uh, Steve Ranella did years ago. Um, it's one of his original, maybe like season one, season two hunts where he went, he went up into the, into the range and, and got a, like a true blueberry bear. Yeah. I've seen uh, that such one. That it had like blue in its fat. Yeah. I mean, it was like yeah. blue, blue meat, the whole thing. And that inspired me. Cause I was like, man, I, I love bear meat and mm-hmm. I have yet to get a blueberry bear. So we were pretty stoked about the bear we saw yesterday that yeah. we would have a chance of getting a bear that was actually a true berry bear, you know? Yeah. yeah. Up behind my house, there's a spot that I go for bear and deer. It's a circuit that's, you know, it's not the ideal, not your option A through D, but it's mm-hmm. an option and saw some, some bear scat up there. Um, and then saw some other bear scat that had like a plastic bag in it and we're not too far from a Creek. And so, you know, uh-huh. you're within striking distance of the Alpine, which has some berries, but you're also within striking distance of this thing coming and getting into the garbage. And it's also pretty close to a creek. So that thing could just be spring oh, garbage and then yeah. summer salmon and then a little bit of berry. Like that would be a, a horrendous, horrendous. But I mean, it might have a, just a beautiful coat. It might look awesome. Oh, sure. Some of those. I mean, it seemed like the type of one that you see those those reels circulate on Instagram where they have 15 foot tapeworm just coming out of the butt. And you uh, just think, Oh, this is brutal. Brutal. I, mean, but, I think that's what makes it hard to convince anybody to want to eat bear that you harvest fall bear for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fall bear. Definitely spring bear. Um, like I just got, I didn't just get, but we got a bear in May and a small black bear. And I had pastrami and, and mm. breakfast sauce made out of it. And it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Of course that was a May 17th yeah. black bear. Yeah. Um, I've never harvested and eaten a fall one. Um, but, uh, but I, I think that the Chugach range, uh, up in that area, I, I think they're, they're, I think they're have, I'm what I'm hoping what they did, if they did get into fish earlier in the winter or excuse me, earlier in the summer, they put on the fat and processed it, but mm-hmm. now it's just all berries yeah. cycling through their system. Yeah. So I'm telling myself, I think these are going to be good eaters. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Until you peel them open, you just really never yeah. know. And, and you'll know how they smell once yeah. you cut them open, right? Yeah. And those alpine berries, are they taste way better than the uh, mm-hmm. low, lower berries. Like even a blueberry, you go from alpine here, just you know, back behind Ketchikan, those blueberries taste phenomenal. Uh, the lower berries, you know, next to the rivers and creeks and stuff like that, they're fine. You know, they taste all right. But just something about that alpine berry is just so much sweeter and little, juicier. A little more sour down below and sweeter up top. Uh, a little more bland. It kind of tastes like when you go to the store and you get those oh. those huge blueberries that, you know, are just pumped full of water. And they look beautiful yeah. and they look great. But they just don't have the taste of, like, that organic, uh, yeah. if you go to that section, pay a whole bunch more money. It's, it's that same sort yeah. of comparison. That alpine berry is so good compared to the right. lower one but i mean they're both not bad <laughs> so it can't really complain right yeah but let's talk uh let's talk moose man let's uh re- recap sure. that story that's um I'm, I'm fascinated by moose haven't been on a moose moose hunt we uh i had a moose tag in my pocket when we went on that caribou hunt but yeah. uh i mean that's just a whole different thing and it's very difficult to have tags for more than one species because they often don't you know, overlap. So didn't really mm-hmm. get to moose hunt, but saw some people who, uh, who, who were on a moose hunt, but how was, how was yours? It was good. It was actually, um, 
this year, just the way that Moose, the Moose season panned out was just not what I expected. Um, coming off of, uh, of a decade of a very consistent moose hunting experience. I think we've chatted about this before several times. In fact, I think we even did a pod when I was on my way to moose camp a couple of years back. Right. Yeah. Um, we, so kind of from the beginning, um, was decided at the end of last year and earlier this season when the permits came out that we were going to take a break from our, our camp that we go to up in the interior and with that being the case, it was now opened up the the doors and opportunities for some different hunts. So I was invited on two specific moose hunts that I was really excited about going and doing. Uh, one was with Chad uh, up, up in the interior in another area. And another was uh, up in the Denali area with, with Daniel. Um, they didn't have a, a set location and plan versus what Chad had because he'd been going to a spot, but he was going to be bringing up some pretty cool dudes and um it was just gonna be a different experience so i was kind of in the in between i kind of pre-committed to going hunting with chad and then uh daniel put his trip to get uncles and his brother it was like a big family thing and like that had its own cool dynamic mm -hmm. and so i'm like man how fortunate am i that i have an opportunity to get invited to go on these moose hunts which was cool because the pressure was no pressure i wasn't going to try and go kill anything right. or shoot anything i just wanted to go for the for the fun of it and experience and bring whatever, you know, I can to the table with camp and hunting and, and the process. So that felt really um, like free. It was, it was like, Oh, I can just go kind of, I don't got to plan anything. I just show up and throw down on food and beer and the whole thing. And so then um, my other like selfish want for this year was for hunting was a goat hunt. And we talked about this earlier. I was really passionate about getting out and doing a goat hunt. So uh, the, the goat hunts opened on the 15th of September registration tag secured two tags for two different areas. My, my, my hunting partner and boat owner, uh, Eric, um, secured two tags. And so I was like, Hey, we're, you know, September 15th, we're going, uh, told the guys, Hey, I'm going to back out on the moose hunt thing. Thanks for the opportunity. Great. This is just, I'm, I'm taking a year off from moose camp. This is a great opportunity for me to just do something different. And I'm just going to go goat hunting instead of moose hunting. This is the year to do it. I've been talking about doing it for five or six years. Well, the only problem with that hunt is it's very weather dependent. Yeah. And the hunt only happens if you take the full window of, of the, with the window of where the hunt typically opens and closes based on the registration. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners that, that maybe don't know registration goat hunts in Alaska are, they give an unlimited amount of permits However, there's a quota to be filled. And once the quota is filled, it closes. The quota, and I'm not going to be quoting this perfectly, but just to give general um, uh, process on it is, you know, you, you kill a billy, a male, you kill a female, a nanny. I think the nanny counts for double the points as a male, if I remember right. I think in certain uh, areas it might be like that. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, in certain areas. Yeah. yeah. So so if, if a guy guys go out there and mistakenly or purposely shoot multiple nannies, it will count against the points and then it'll, then will reduce the opportunities for the billies and then it'll shut the season down sooner. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, secure a couple tags. We're going to go. You, you got, you got to, you got to pretty much just be ready to drop what you're doing. And when the weather's open, you get in the boat and you go. Mm-hmm. 
Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever the day is. So we slotted a Friday to Monday originally to go and then agreed that if it didn't work out, we would push it out to Tuesday. So Thursday, uh, we, we, that Thursday, we weather, check the weather, can't go. Friday, can't go. Saturday, can't go. Sunday comes along, can't go. God, why is this thing turning out? Give me a second quick. Yep. Yeah. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That is mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That auto, that auto timer shouldn't be turning off that fast. Um, Anyway, we get, we get to Sunday, and we realize that we might be able to get out Monday night. He's like, well, look, man, I'm not pushing this thing in past Tuesday. Tuesday was the only good weather opening. So I'm like, well, shit, man. I mean, I think we can get in there and get a goat in a day and get it down. But, I mean, so many things have to come, right, right. To, to, to get out to an area that's several hour boat ride, locate a, a, a goat. Dinging to shore, find a route to get it, which, as we all know, goats don't exactly hang out in the flat in the yeah. country or on the beach. Yeah. Um, you know, take them out. In a day, it's like, man, it very, very far fetched that it could happen. So, well, can we at least run it into when? Said, look, man, I, I, we, I, I made the agreement. We're going to run this through Tuesday, so we can go Monday night. Try to run out, get there Tuesday. Try to get them, come down, get back. I'm like, dude, that's not that's not gonna happen. So, we bagged it. We bagged it Sunday. We decided not happening. Well, I was really devastated because I had my heart set on this thing. Mm -hmm. But I all this time over the weekend, I had been been preparing and packing for Plan B. I thought, you know what? If this doesn't work out, there's an area that I discovered that's not new or, or anything, you know, super fancy. It's just an area that I went and explored one year and thought, Hey, this is going to be a great back pocket opportunity down the road. If a hunt gets canceled or something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, 2023, that seems to be the story of my life for <laughs> hunting plans. Shit does, doesn't go together. So it's plan B everything. So 
he's like, I'm going back to work. He says, Sunday night, I'm going back to work on Monday. I'll try to get out next weekend. And I'm like, well, you know what the hell with this? It's a close area. I can get out there in a day. If I need some help, I can call any number of buddies and they can come in and help me. So I packed up my stuff. I loaded the side-by-side, my meat wagon, threw it on the trailer and I hit the road. Um, Got out to uh, the camp that night and uh, it was pissing rain and I knew the weather was going to improve over the week. So, you know, wasn't discouraged. I brought all the nice stuff, right? I brought, you know, canopy, four-man tent, cook stove, lantern mm-hmm. with propane, cooler of beer, cooler of food, firewood, chainsaw. I mean, I brought it all. Longevity. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to stay out here for the week and we'll see what happens. Um, Get in there and set up camp. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I'm feeling really good about this. Go for a, a hike the first night down to this lake. It's only maybe 15 minutes from the from the camp and beds everywhere, game trails everywhere, sign. I mean, rubbed trees, you name it. I mean, it is moose habitat that you, the, of a dream, you know? It's quiet. I didn't see anybody coming in. There was only one other truck in the parking lot when I went in. And I'm like, man, this feels really, really good. But it's close. And yeah. that tends yeah. to bring pressure. So, um, go back, have a nice evening, you know, had some steak and scotch the first night and had a great night. Wake up the next morning and it's bluebird crispy. I want to say it's maybe like 35 degrees, mm. nice you know, layer of frost down. I'm thinking, oh, hell yeah. This is as moosey as you could ask for. Yeah. Um, do my thing in the morning, get down there at about, get down back down to the lake area. Cause I called that night. So I thought, well, I called and scraped and kind of set the tone. I'll go back down and see if something responds. Go down when, there you about do, seven, when you do that, do you, are you super like aggressive with it or is it just, cause you're, you're, you're hoping for like the next day you're not anticipating well, or you're just like, because you're nervous or like what's, what's the, I was excited. About, okay. I was excited about the opportunity that maybe there was already something in there and getting down in there and knowing that no one had been there. Mm-hmm. There was, it looked like there had been another group that had been there earlier in the season. Um, because the, the camp that I stayed at had looked like it had been used. But um, my approach was to be go easy. I didn't want to go in there and start making a shit ton of noise. Yeah. I just went in there and I first started off because it's kind of getting late in the season. So I'm feeling like early season, my mentality would be more cow calling with minimal to no bull grunts and scraping. Um, but I had my wooden boat paddle with me and and I thought, well, I feel like it's more it's later in the season. Theoretically, I feel like the bulls would have already gotten their cows rounded up by now. Mm-hmm. And so now it would be more of a, a competition for if a bull came in an area, they would be more prone to maybe want to fight. So my approach initially was just go in, scrape. And I didn't scrape hard. I just scraped some willows real nice and easy. And just to get the sound, because I was down in a, a low valley with a with a cliff, a lake, and then surrounding trees. So when you scraped, I mean, it just echoed mm-hmm. through this place. I'm like, man, if something's around, it definitely would hear it. So I put in a session for about an hour till I got getting close to dark, went back to camp, came back down that Tuesday morning and beautiful. There was like a mist on the lake, just that like picture-esque perfect moose mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, about 15 minutes after my first call, I think I hear maybe a scrape, like a faint scrape in the background. Now, the woods in there are thick, thick forestry. So even if something's close, 
it's going to still sound because it's got a lot of the sound has a lot of of of, of um foliage and um you know growth and old growth yeah. and woods and and branches and grass and stuff to travel through so i feel like i kind of hear a scrape and i'm like well i don't want to get too excited uh so I, I i listen and i hear it for a while then i hear it again i'm like man that's got to be that's got to be a moose back there scraping right about 15 minutes later boom i hear a rifle go off <laughs> i'm like holy shit that's close I man it's right behind me i mean it kind of it made me jump i mean it was that close that it made me jump and mainly because i thought i was back there by myself right no one had come back as far as i was where my camp was so i thought well shit okay i'm, I'm not gonna call anymore <laughs> obviously there's some guys in here really close so i hang out for a minute and I go, all right, we'll go back to camp, make some coffee. So go back up, make some coffee, go back and walk the trail from my camp, the opposite direction and run into some guys on a side-by-side, a guy coming in on a side-by-side. And I'm like, I'm like, what's going on, man? I was like, did you just shoot something this morning? And he says, no, my brother just called me and said they got a four by four brow tine bull Dang. down here uh, behind the lake. And I'm like, okay, well, I heard the gunshot. And I said, how, how the hell did you guys get in behind me? I, I didn't, I didn't think anybody's here. And he says, oh, well, they went through off of another trail, which would be going through really thick, thick, thick woods. Well, little did I know, as I learned more through the week after those guys had come and gone, is that the game trails through there were so thick that the traffic lanes mm. were so thick, you could just easily walk oh. through the grass and through the forest. I'm talking like paths that humans would make. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know game trails. I mean southeast, the deer, the bears, they make yeah, insane yeah. super highway game trails, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So so they so they go he goes by and he's like, sorry to come through your camp. I'm like, no, man, it's all good. I, I just got here today. In fact, I kind of felt like I was intruding maybe somebody else's spot. And so they go in, they come back up about two hours later. Beautiful freaking moose. I'll I'll uh, I'll send you a photo. Yeah. After we're done, I'll, I'll send you a photo of the moose in case you want to, you know, put it on content or anything like that. Beautiful, just dark red, um, you know, amber red with four four by four brow tines. Mm-hmm. Beautiful bull. And I, and I thought, man, I, I asked the guys, I said, I'm back here. You guys came through. I said, uh, where'd you come from? So they gave me an idea where they came through. And they said, we'd worked all these other areas except for this one. We just came in this was day seven for them okay and man they looked tired they looked <laughs> haggard i mean they looked like they had been going through it yeah and because they felt bad coming through my camp and i'm like nah man you guys have been hunting back do here the for thing week. yeah just, it's fine yeah i just showed up i mean this is this is not like very deep here so um uh they were like yeah we've been here for a week we, we've been you know going through the rain and the wind and the storms and uh, I, I said, Hey, high five guys. Like yeah. you deserve this moose. I mean, it probably would have been a major heartbreaker had you been back here. I shot him and then you popped out and here's this dude that just showed up yesterday yeah. Yeah. and got the moose they've been looking for. And it was a dandy too. And so I, you know, I, I high fived him told him, Hey, look, you guys have any breakdowns, any trouble? Uh, you know where I'm at? I got food. I got water. I got tools. I got, I got chainsaw, man. You guys mm-hmm. run into something come on back. I got anything you need. You know, I, I, you know, you guys just let me know. So very, very nice. So they ended up giving me a shit ton of Intel on the area, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it pays 
dividends. As hunters, we want to be tight-lipped. We don't want to give up too much information. But when you're out in the woods with your brethren, your fellow hunters, and there are some really good people out there, there are some very selfish people out there, and there's just some straight shit bags out there that are out in yeah, the woods yeah. Yeah. hunting. So they're, they're, they range. But it, it, for me, to me, it's paid off through time and experience to be to to be good and offer and to be available and and at the end of the day i want to get home i know those guys want to get home to their families and i just feel very it's very important to develop a good friendly rapport with other hunters in an area you're hunting that's how i yeah for sure because you're already out there it's not like you're uh you you get something somewhere and then you just blow it up on on the forum or something like that you say this is exactly where i'm going my buddy brandon told me about this spot you guys should go there like that yeah yeah (laughs) so you're already out there and then also like just because you show someone a spot or because you're at a spot doesn't mean it's going to be great like it's and you can oh, even yeah. give someone coordinates and they might still might not even know how to hunt it. But uh, yeah, that, that, that it, sweet yeah. spot of being tight lipped versus in this moment, um, mm-hmm. I can use discretion or, you know, this is what I'm feeling like, Hey man, I might as well tell you cause we're done. We're heading out. Good luck. Yeah. Here's what we know. Yep. Yeah, exactly that, man. They were, they were very forthcoming with information maybe not specifically to other areas they were hunting. They just had mentioned like general, like it's in a Valley that is only so many spots. So they were just like, yeah, we've seen some bulls here. We've seen some bulls there. They had seen quite a few bulls through the week, which I thought was really surprising because in the week that I spent in there, of course I was only hunting one small area. I only saw four moose total, four bulls total in the whole week I was in Mm -hmm. there, which Four moose in the span of seven days is not a lot of sightings. Okay. There's a lot of days I just didn't see anything. Um, so those guys get out of there and I'm thinking, well, you know, now this area is kind of compromised, I guess, maybe just for at least for a 24 to 48 hours, even though, you know, in the, in our old moose camp, we've shot a bull in the morning and thought, oh, we made all this noise, ran the Argos around and then had a bull come in a hundred yards away from the other kill. It was like, damn, yeah. I would have never thought a bull would come in. But I, I just thought to myself, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and, and just take a day and just give it, give it time to simmer down and quiet down. Reshuffle. So I brought my shooting. What's that? Reshuffle. Reshuffle. Yeah. Brought my shooting block. It was a beautiful sunny day. I mean, that afternoon I was in my basketball shorts. <laughs> Sun was beaming, cold beer, had the tunes going. And I was, you know, I had my bow and arrow out there. So I was shooting my bow and arrow with my block and just practicing and I was like, you know, I'm not hunting, but goddamn, this is just as fun, yeah, you know, is, yeah. out here. And uh, so Wednesday rolls around and decide to go back out on, on, on a hunt. Um, actually, I take it back. That day it rained crazy. <laughs> that morning I woke up. And you know how it is waking up to that rain oh, on the tent. So hard to get uh, out of there. Yep. Uh, there's just, luckily it was only 20 feet away to my, my canopy where I had my coffee and my cooking mm. uh, station over there. So I... I jump out, scramble over there, warm up coffee, make a thermos, and then bring it back in, and just sat in my uh, in my tent and listened to an audio book about procrastination. Nice, which I'm still working on that. Good. That's a that's a, that's that's something that I think we all need to work on. But uh, anyway, I'm working on my book and finally clears up, and uh, I get up that next morning, and uh, or I don't get up that sorry, I get out of the tent later that morning. And I decided to gear up. I'm like, well, I'll just get my stuff on. So I walked down the trail opposite of the other area. 
and lay out some calls and I get two two bulls glucking from separate locations. Far away, but glucking. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. We got some moose down here. All right. Nice. They only gave me five minutes of action and then stopped. Hmm. And it was right around that betting time. So I think they, they might have heard me call, threw out some glucks for locators, and then bedded down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. So I'll come back tonight. I'll work the area. Did that. No, no response. Go back down to the other area I was hunting. No response. I'm like, all right, well, tomorrow's a fresh day. It's been 24 to 48 hours since that kill. Maybe things really slowed down. By this time, I'm now calling my buddy, my my moose hunting partner, and my what was going to be my goat hunting partner. And I said, hey, I don't know if you're still planning to go where you were going, but, man, I'm in a juicy spot. There's And we had discovered this camp together mm-hmm. about seven years ago. Um, so he knew where to go and, and where it was at. And I was comfortable telling him because he knew where he's been there. Right. So, uh, he says, Hey, well, your cousin called and said, he's got to work canceled that weekend trip. I'll come in Thursday. I'm like, Oh, perfect, man. Well, I've got a lay of the land. I figured out how to hunt this, but man, some camaraderie and a partner would be great. Yeah. Um, not only for all the right reasons, right. Safety and, and having somebody there, but, I was walking around in some thick forestry with really tall grass, like head high grass and felt really nerve wracking hiking around in there alone because of bears. Yeah. And did, were you oh. worried at all about uh, something coming in and getting after the killer? Did you know like, okay, that's what's happening over I, there. As long as okay, I'm careful, they're not going to come to me. Good question. So I, I heard the crows and the magpies and stuff going crazy on that area and it wasn't far from where i was kind of hunting um and i wanted to go find it i kind of wanted to go find it i'm like man dude just go see if a bear got into it so i know there's a bear around because it's really close to my camp but i gave it like three days before i went in there i was like i'm not gonna go crawling into that area freshly claimed yeah 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 so um and i I, you know i Later on, I did find it, but before that, so, so Eric decides to come out Thursday, has a hell of a time getting in there. The trail had gotten pretty gnarly by that time with wheelers and stuff running yeah. down. And um, so he comes in Thursday night and uh get him set up, get him, you know, all all established. And so then we go back down to our 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 lake and kind of hunt the area and I'm showing them what I'm doing and where I'm going. We walk around it and I'm like, Hey, um, yesterday I, I went back into this, this meadow and I mean, I saw more beds and more game trails than I ever had in mm-hmm. this whole area, man. I feel like this is the zone. And I said, no, this dude shot this bull right behind me over here. And so I said, well, tomorrow morning, let's go find the gut pile and just see what's going on. And, uh, we were so then so that next morning because we didn't have a lot of time. By the time he came getting set up, we had like three hours to hunt, and we didn't hunt too much other than that one little area. Next morning, so Friday morning, um, we go down into another area that I had been wanting to go, but I was super sketched out because I had really tall grass mm-hmm. and awesome game trails. But I was like, I just felt like my gut told me don't go down in there. Right because it was thicker and I was just really concerned. I said, there's a bear crawling around here. I'll never yeah. hear him. I'll never see him. Yeah. I'm alone. And I, I was carrying my rifle slung, my boat paddle in my right hand, my bow and arrow on my left hand, and then my 44 pistol <laughs> on my chest. So I kind of had a lot going yeah, on. a lot going on. 
Well, because I, I originally, when I went in there, I thought, well, this might be a good bow and arrow opportunity, even though I have never really hunted moose with bow and arrow. I've just been practicing really hard, and mm -hmm. I was ready this year to finally say, hey, I'm ready to go out and attempt to take an animal. Did the caribou hunt earlier in the year. Was like, I, I think I could do this. And when I got in there, um, I realized that all my openings were small little meadows, you know, 80 yards, 100 yards, 50 yards, these little lanes in between trees. And I'm like, man, this is perfect mm -hmm. for bow and arrow. So that's when I was like, hey, I'm just going to carry all of it <laughs> just in case, uh, you know, pistol for protection, rifle for in case I can't get the bow. And then really, I was like, man, I just, I would love to get one bow and arrow. And so uh, anyway, he comes in, we go, we go and and kind of recon this other area and we decide we're like well i don't know if we really need to walk down here because everything where we're at we're calling from camp it'll hear us mm -hmm. down here so we decided that it was best if we separated from that point and he hunted kind of around the front of camp and i went on the backside, so we were covering multiple areas well meanwhile my brother texts me my little brother who I haven't moose hunted with in like five years love him to death uh, he was supposed to go up to Lake Louise and go bird hunting and lake trout fishing to kind of close out his season. Well, his buddy broke his wrist early in the week at work, oh. canceled his trip. So he texted me, he said, Hey, did you guys end up going hunting? <laughs> I texted him back a picture of the camp because it was him and Eric that were the three of us discovered this camp together. And I said, You recognize this? And he said, No way. He said, Is that where you at? And I said, I sure am. He said, I'll be there Friday night. Nice. <laughs> So he rides in Friday. Uh, he actually got in there a little bit earlier uh, Friday afternoon. And so um, Eric and I went and hunted that day, you know, didn't get any action. Um, it was pretty cool, though, where we were at. You could see one mountain, you could see black bears. The other mountain, you could see goats. And then the other side of the valley across the river, on the other side, you could see sheep. So nice. it was just, even though we weren't seeing a lot of moose action, we were still watching yeah. animals free time which is really which is just so much fun man yeah. i mean that's that 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 gets gets my eyes out just as much as anything so anyway, my brother comes in and he's like well i'll just go ahead and stick it out through monday i, I got monday off anyway and I said cool well here's the thing guys i gotta go back to town and they're like what are you talking about i said well it's my toddler's it's my daughter's five-year uh uh fifth birthday on sunday and my daughter's first hockey game is on saturday and I said, since you guys are here, I'm not just going to pack up and leave. I'm I'm going to leave everything here. Yeah, I'm going to ride stick. out and come yeah. back. Yeah. So Saturday morning comes around. I go I go hunt with my brother. So Eric stays up at camp and, and decides he's going to hunt the front area. I go and take my brother back and give him a lay of the land. And we finally locate that gut pile. It was way closer than I thought. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it was picked clean, but not by a bear bears eat the guts and will like clean 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 house mm -hmm. on a moose at least from what i've seen i'm sure other guys could tell you their experiences on gut piles with with moose and bears um it was pretty cool when we came in there was a crow that was dog fighting and bombing uh, an owl oh, which wow. i'd never seen that before wow. that was really kind of interesting early morning to watch an owl and a, and a crow dog fighting in the air it was actually yeah. pretty cool like the owl was down on the kill and then a crow came down and crows are jerks, out. man. Yeah. They're such bullies. <laughs> they're such bullies, man. And they, they're just, they're alarms. They let everything know there's something yeah. dead around. And then God, they're so obnoxious too. 
because they'll sit up in the tree like a quarter of a mile from a kill just blah, 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 yeah. blah. just just you know blabbing away um so we locate it and i'm like oh shit that they didn't that wasn't very far at all and these guys were able to get to it with their machine and so i'm like hey man if we were able to kill something down in this area i think the pack out thing isn't going to be as bad as i thought i think we can actually get a machine down to it so I give them a lay of the land. I said, "Well, hunt, you know, hunt at the morning of Saturday morning. Load up, go out empty. Get back to town just in time. Uh, which this never happens. I go moose hunting. <laughs> I'm out there for ten days. Yeah, in reach. I don't get home for you know ten, twelve days. This is just kind of an interesting, you know, experience to be able to like go out randomly have buddies come in. Mm-hmm. Now I go back out." So I catch my daughter's first hockey game. Great game. Took my family out for dinner. Spent the night. Sunday, we had a, my, my daughter's birthday party uh, at, the, at the park across the street, which was funny, right? We set up the, the whole spread. We had a, a Mario Brothers-themed uh, Princess Peach's birthday party for my daughter. And uh, lo and behold, there's a 40-inch bull, a cow, oh, man. a spike fork, and a calf all just kind of hanging out in the park. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me right now. <laughs> in nice. town, you know, in the yeah, city, yeah. there's these there's these moose just sitting there laughing at me. So we have a great birthday for my daughter. Get all that packed up. I think it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Get everything home. Stuff it all in the garage. Kiss the family. Jump back in my truck. Jam back out to the trail. Jump in my side-by-side. Get back out. Well, by now, the trail's been torn up. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a little bit longer to get in there than I, than before. Cause I was able to pick through and um, some guys had just made trails around and it kind of got me confused. Mm. And so anyway, I get back in there right before dark and uh, those guys didn't get any action, just watch the bears and stuff. But now it's Sunday night and we got through Monday. So I get in there Sunday and I had planned to hunt through Monday and come out Tuesday. I want to hunt through the closer. Well, while I was gone, the guys had talked amongst themselves and thought, man, with the trail and everything, maybe it's better if we just all go out together on Monday. Because my brother had to go Monday. Eric was willing to stay with me through Tuesday. But my brother was going to go out. And so when I got back, they were like, all right, B. So we were talking and we're thinking maybe we should just all, we should hunt Monday morning. We should just pack up and go out. You know, that way we're all loaded down. If somebody's stuck, we can pull each other out. And I said, you know what? I said, guys, that I appreciate that because that's what's really great about good hunting partners and the second mindset and that, you know, I was dead set on my plan and I didn't want to, I didn't want to very, you know, veer from my plan, mm-hmm. but that was a logical, smart, way safer, way, you know, way smarter plan. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, you guys are right. You guys are right. We, you know what? We should just pack it in tomorrow, head out. That's the way to go in case we have any issues and, you know, no one's alone or whatever. So then it was, well, it was last night to hell with the moon, right? Fire up the bonfire. The guys cut down a nice tree. Beautiful bonfire. Northern Lights show. Stars. Bluebird. You know, decided to drink all the beer. Eat the rest <laughs> of our good food. <clears throat> which was awesome because, and, and I wanted to share this part because hunting is fun. Harvesting and killing is fun. That process, 
is great. But man, when you're with people you love and care about and guys you have history and rapport with, there's something about you can be connected and always have a connection, but man, there's just something about being in the woods with those guys or gals or people um, that either bonds you, connects you or rekindles mm-hmm. bonds and connections. You know, I'm with my best friend. I'm with my brother. Who's my best friend. We've all known, we've all been tight since high school, you know, and my brother and I obviously since childhood, but our buddy, Eric and uh, just reminiscing on old times and running through the timeline of the twenties and the thirties and, and talking about our bar, our bar years and, yeah girlfriends and 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 you know fights and like all these things and it was just man we reminisced and and enjoyed each other's company so much and i was so grateful that i had this like solo moose hunt plan because all my plans fell through screw everybody else i'm gonna go do what brandon wants to do just to have two of my you know favorite people in the world be with me and and enjoy that evening together it's probably the highlight truly mm. of of that trip for me yeah. um to, to be with those guys and, and talk about those old stories and, and um, you know, just bring back old, up, up old stuff. And uh, so we, it was a late night. I think we went to bed at like one or two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was an early morning. It, it, yeah. It was an early morning. An early morning. Exactly. 7.30 rolls around. Uh, it pissed rain that night. Actually, it was weird. It was beautiful bluebird. It was weird. I woke up at like, at three thirty, four o'clock to take a piss and it was pissing rain. I'm like, what the hell? I thought it was supposed to be sunny tomorrow. Then woke back up at seven 30 and it must've just been some random cloud that mm. kind of just moved over system that rolled through. And, um, I get up and it's pretty chilly. I get my gear on. I'm clanking around camp, making coffee. And those guys are sawing logs. I mean, snoring. <laughs> I'm like, well, it doesn't appear like anybody's going to get up anytime soon. So hangover, I'm like, ah, throw on my wet boots, grab my rifle, my bow, my paddle, my kit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go for one more walk in the woods, man. I, I just, you know, it's a hell Mary now. Last yeah. day, going to go for it. Get down into the meadow. Uh, told myself I wasn't going to go back down to this one meadow because I had been hunting it and it just nothing, nothing, nothing. It was close, and I thought, you know what? I, I said if I was going to take something this trip, it was going to be down here because it just felt like the spot. Mm. Well, I get to hiking on my way down to the area, and the wind starts blowing, and it's and it's you know late in the season, so all the the birch trees are just raining the yellow leaves down, and so it's loud. You know, you got the wind, you got the trees making noise, and then you got all these leaves falling. It's kind of amazing when you're in the woods how much noise it oh, makes. Oh yeah, for sure. When you're when you're in the woods, right? I'm sure you experienced that in the rainforest oh, yeah. down there. And uh, to get down to this meadow, it was like this one glorious spot that I just always thought there would I would see a bull every time I went down there. And uh, I got down to an area, and it was cool, man. I was I, I got set up, and the every time a big gust would come through it would just rain down all these leaves i'm like this is so beautiful and the the sun's beaming in so you got these like sunbeams coming in and i was just caught up in the moment of oh man what just the serenity of this feeling and and just being in the moment there and wasn't just taken back by it there for a minute and uh nursing my hangover (laughs) and i saw i just take some videos of the leaves falling i'm like this is so pretty 
And I look at my, I look at my watch. It's like, I think it's like 10 o'clock now. And I'm like, and I, oh, let me back up. So when I went, before I went down to the lake, I went down to that spot. I went back down to my little lake spot, kind of in another area. It was about an hour. I went down there and called and called and called bull, cow, grunts. I mean, I just went, everything's on the table at this mm -hmm. point. Not a lot of strategy anymore. Yeah. Just Go trying to get it. something going. So I walk up, decide, that's when I decided I was going to go past the gut pile and then down to my meadow and i there's this huge monstrous cottonwood that had fallen down that was i don't know man like five six feet in diameter huge and it gives me just a little elevation to stand up on it so i stand up on it and i kind of see over the alders and the grass so i got a view of maybe 150 200 yards in any direction and uh i just start wailing cow calls and this isn't any more like every 15, 20, 30 minutes. It's like every five minutes. And I'm just barking them out, barking them out, barking them out. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm starting to think like, all right, Brandon, I think it's about time to mail it in here pretty quick, like noon tops. So I text Eric. I said, hey, did you guys get up? And he said, yep. I said, what are you doing? Just got a fire going, making coffee. And I'm like, that sounds amazing right yeah. now. Feet are cold. My yeah. head's pounding. Gave, <laughs> gave her a shot. Time to time to finish hell. finish it off. Yeah. I gave it all. And so I'm like, all right. I looked at my phone. I want to say it was like 1135 or 40 or something like that. And uh, so I'm going to give it, or I'm sorry, it was 10, 1030. Uh, either way, I was going to give it till like 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. It was about 20, 15, 20 minutes left. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to call. Every, you know, 30 seconds later, call. I'm just going to go, go, go. So I'm calling, 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 calling. And then I, I thought I heard a, a snap of a, of a twig. And I, I'm thinking like, oh, I know the wind's blowing. And, you know, I had this tree that was rubbing behind me. And if you know what that sound, it's a very, very distinct sound. When you're in the woods when the two trees that are yeah, rubbed yeah. together in the wind and it just makes that yeah. sound of those trees rubbing. It was constantly going on. And I'm like, ah, I just, this is the woods talking, you know, yeah. and also hungovers. I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's all of it. Yeah. 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 And I'm, and I'm all like, oh, the beautiful woods. And yeah. So I'm like, all right. And then I hear, oh, I'm like, oh, that, that's real. That's cool. And I'm like, man, am I tripping? It's so loud <laughs> in here in the wind. And I'm looking, looking, looking at nothing and belt out another call. There. Oh closer i'm like oh mm -hmm. shit look over to my left boom there's antler tips 50 yards away wow. i'm like oh shit holy crap I, i'm almost like a, a moose like a, a real moose is here and uh so i i dropped down and i, I immediately i knew it was, it was a it was a it was a bull right so i'm like oh my god like holy shit i gotta click into actual like hunt mode here so i, I knock an arrow in my bow and i load around in my rifle and i set them both down <laughs> on the log just... And I lay them down next to each other. I'm like, all right, all right, calm down, calm down, calm down. All right, and I get back up on the log, and I, I get my binos, and I can just barely glance through the grass in the woods, and I can see three brow tines on one side. And this is a this is a a, a three brow tine, fifty inch or mm -hmm. or uh, spike fork area. So I immediately see those three brow tines. I'm like, oh, hell yeah! I can see the antlers. They're not huge, so I know he's not a big, like big trophy fifty inch bull, but he's legal. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like. Okay, it's really on now. So I finally like now I'm calmed down. I'm like, okay, now I gotta really focus on on the task at hand. 
So I grab my range finder, I pop up and range him. He's, he's 59 yards away. I'm like, oh my God, this is bow range. Like, oh, this is coming. This is like a dream come true, right? So I, I, I grab my boat paddle. Earlier in the week, I had saw another small bull. And I, we ran into each other on the trail. It was like the one morning. This is earlier in the week, like three or four days earlier, re rewinding. I'm walking through the woods. This one day I decided where I was, I was on a mission to a spot. And I wasn't really paying attention to being quiet and slow and methodical. And of course I roused up a small bull on the trail. Mm -hmm. And I remembered when the bull saw me, we locked eyes. And then I, I put my hat down so he couldn't see my eyes, mm -hmm. but I could still see him in the woods. And then I rose that paddle up to, to try and to try and simulate that I was a bull moose. It scared the shit out of me. He's a small <laughs> bull. So he ran off. So in my mind, now fast forward back to the to this this uh, scenario, it, I wanted to put that boat paddle or that paddle up to, to simulate a bull, and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that because yeah. I don't want to startle. Right now, I think he feels like a cow is here. Mm -hmm. So I let out this little quiet. Oh, little cow call and didn't sound like that. It sounded way better, but <laughs> let out this little cow call and it per he perks up. So he relocates where I was at and I'm like, all right, baby, come on in. He can't come straight because there's too many trees and deadfall. He's got to go left or he's got to go right. And he's going to come in at an angle. And the two openings I had were about 30 yards. Nice. So I'm just like, my heart's about to rip out of my chest. I'm so excited. Cause I'm like, if he comes into an opening, it is bow range, yeah. man. And I'm going to get his ass. So I'm watching him and I pop up. He can't see me, right? Uh, I pop up. I pop up two or three times. And I finally watch him. And he kind of looks left. He looks right. He looks back. He kind of looks down. And I'm like, uh-oh. He's not, he's not that excited about coming in any closer. Mm -hmm. I feel it right away instantly there was like oh i i think this could turn for the worst like i might lose this bull i want to get him with a bow and arrow so bad but he's totally shootable where he's at mm -hmm. through the opening there's like a little opening but and, and have you have you shot anything with a bow and arrow have you yeah, i did the caribou from 60 but that was i mean it wasn't the, the entire thing was a window like when you start to incorporate right. shooting through a small window and it has to go up and over this, but then land. I've, I've practiced some shots that are like that, but I've never shot at an animal through one of those smaller windows where you have to gauge. Right, where you got grass and twigs and all that yeah. stuff, and it's like, I'm not shooting an arrow through there. That's yeah. like 101. You don't do that. Uh, too much, too many obstructions. But I can send a round through it if he can get broadside. So I'm watching him, watching him. He finally gets like a quarter, semi-quarter broadside shot, and he won't, he won't move. He's just there, and I'm like, shit, man. And now I'm in my head. I'm like, all right, the bow and arrow thing. There's a lot of things that can go wrong in this, right? right. Yeah. He miss. I could make a bad shot. He could just turn around and leave right now, and now I lose all of it, right. all opportunity. Yeah. So I'm running this all through my head. And then I'm like, worst of all, I go back up to camp and tell the guys <laughs> after all this work, yeah, I had one in my sights and I lost him because I was trying to get too cute. Yeah. Get him yeah. with his bow and arrow. Had we had a bull in camp hanging in a tree or 
whatever the you know whatever would have taken the pressure off of that mm-hmm. i probably would have stuck it out and and tried to make the it happen with yeah. the bow but given all the things that it was the end of the season last hoorah take it uh, my, bro- my brother did tell me because we were having such a good time hanging out i'll stay one more night if we get a moose nice <laughs> so I was like, perfect stay one more night bro perfect. stay one more night yeah he's like so that's all going through my head i was like you know what man i want I want this bull. I want it so bad. Probably one of the moose I've ever, the worst I've ever wanted, the most I've ever wanted a moose in my life. We've got some nice bulls in the years up in our moose camp. And this one was just extra special. So mm-hmm. I put the bow down, grab the rifle, get my sights set on them, go ahead and run, run a 180 right through that shit and shoot. He runs. I can't tell if I hit him. Which was confusing because if if you shoot big game from a decent distance, number one, usually you have a partner who says, good shot, or you missed him, yeah. or you know, or you hear that whap sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, distinct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whap, it hits that flesh, right? Um, didn't have that. So he, he runs through the woods into an opening where I probably could have got him with the bow, <laughs> but he runs around and he does a, like a, a circle turns 90 comes around and now he's like broadside in some brush but i've got another shot so i'm always running i'm like oh shit did i hit him did i miss so i rack one i'm i'm keeping my eye on him he relocates now i've spun almost 45 degrees boom shoot again he freaking runs in into like a bushel of of brush and i'm like shit where's he at and i see him step forward again now i just got this big brown spot in this opening i don't know if it's ass shoulder side <laughs> neck i don't know what it is i'm this whole time i'm like am i missing this this moose like how is this possible rack one more boom shoot he takes off again and i'm like dude did i freaking miss this moose i'm i'm (laughs) I'm like freaking out at this point typically i'd wait 20 minutes you know you shoot something he drops give 20 minutes expire i all the caution to the side. And I, I think you and I talked one time, I, I, I walked up to that bull and he stood up on me mm-hmm. um, after I shot him. And and so you, you'd have thought I'd learned better, but based on all these things, I, I was very impatient. So not waving all caution to the side, I, 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 I racked around. I started walking around, rooting around in the woods, looking for him real carefully, real carefully looking, looking, looking kind of where I thought he dropped. And I find him, he's laying there. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I see him. So I walk up to him and I think he's dead. And I'm like, oh, I've seen this, I've, I've seen this story before. <laughs> this. No, I'm not, I'm not letting that happen again. Yeah. So I, I, I poke him and he's still alive. And he, and he, and he kind of looks at me and, you know, I, I hate that part. I hate, mm. I've all experienced it, right? Where we've hit an animal, maybe it was a good shot. Maybe it was a bad shot. But you walk up to him and he's not quite gone. Well, typically I would give given the animal a lot more time. If I give him 20 minutes and walked up on him, he would have been long gone dead. But I only gave him five minutes, two minutes, whatever yeah. it was, really fast. Walked up to him and he was just taking his last gasps. And so he, he expired like within 30 seconds of me finding him. And I'm like, holy shit. All this. All of it. It, it happened. <laughs> 
And so I got spotty cell phone reception with the guys in this area. So I text him and it doesn't go through. I'm like, what the hell? So I call, I don't know how the call went through. Call goes through, call the guys. And I said, Eric, you're never going to fucking believe this dude. I got a bull down. He's like, no. I was like, did you hear the gunshots? He's like, no. And then I hear my wow. brother running up from the, in, through his phone th- from the distance. Going, I heard Brandon shoot. Did he get a moose? And he's like, yeah, he's got a bull down. He's like, holy shit. He's like, I'm down there doing my morning glory. And right down there by the lake, dude, there's something glucking. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. So there's another moose. Oh, wow. Right down where I was calling earlier in the uh, morning. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God, this morning, this day is just crazy. crazy. So I'm like, well, I'm going to hold off on coming back up because where I'm going to walk past that area is generally where I think that moose might be. So I'll hold off. And so I waited about 30, 45 minutes. And they, I guess that um, that moose moved on or stopped making noises mm-hmm. and will come on, come back to camp. And so come back to camp and man, the boys were so freaking happy for me, man. I mean, they, the most genuine big bear hugs and they were like, dude, you know, in all the years I've hunted with you, you know, whenever we kind of get down to the wire, you know, that despair sets in yeah. that doubt, yeah. you know, all those feelings that you, you tell yourself through the hunt, don't, don't, you know, give it the time. It can happen any time in the hunt where at the beginning, at the very end, you have your hunt windows and you open and closing seasons for a reason. It can, you know, it's just like a guy gets a ram or a bull or something or a deer down on the first day, they kill him on the last day too. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Never give up until it's over. Right. And I had that mentality, man. I, I, I swear the, the, the lesson I learned that I thought I already mastered and harnessed was patience. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, I kept telling myself every single day in and out, don't be impatient. Even when those guys shot that bull behind me, I never got discouraged. I was like, Hey, don't get your heart broken. When something you hear a gun go off yeah. in a heavily hunted area, yeah. don't act like there wouldn't be anybody in there. Don't yeah. set yourself up for disappointment. So I had this very calm, neutral attitude about, I could come in here and, and give it, you know, take it or leave it. If I get one, it's cool. If I don't, I got to hunt in, I, I learned some stuff hunted some different area and some different terrain I'd never hunted before. So it was a new experience rekindled that, like that bond with my boys. And then, and then to come out and have those guys be like, dude, you put in the time, you put in the effort, you came out every single day, you got up early, you stayed out here late. Like you earned this moose Mm -hmm. to the fullest man. And I was just like the, the satisfaction, man, it was just, like I said, we've taken some nice moose. I've got a handful of nice bulls up there and i think with the success we've had in our other area it almost becomes an expectation oh yeah that yeah, we're yeah. going to take a moose out of there one where that was because we've had some last minute ones there that have gotten down to the wire where we didn't think we we're going to get a bull and we got two in the last day and it's like we got two moose but little did you know we like went through the whole hunt and didn't see anything right and so uh this was a very special harvest and hunt for me and um Man, and thank you for uh, for for giving me the opportunity to share it because I've told the story several times now, and I know you're a passionate hunter and you love <laughs> it. And we've we've connected yeah. now over years, and and I know I know you can appreciate when when a hunter's telling a good story. Uh, but it is very special. This yeah. one will definitely go down in the books 
30 years down the road, you know, I will never forget this year and this experience. It was kind of like plan B, plan C, no expectation, all good vibes, positive. What if it happens? It doesn't. Man, it was special, dude. This yeah. is just a great year. And I, I never expected it to happen. No, I think never. that's that's part of you can't if you do expect it to happen, then it's not gonna happen. But then you can't be so it's not gonna happen that you don't give it a chance. It's like that sweet spot again of having enough confidence but not be overconfident or, you know, whatever it is. And sometimes you're in it, sometimes you're not, and I, sometimes it just comes together. But be being ready to take advantage of an opportunity is the big thing. I think sometimes that's where we, we miss it out. It's it's you weren't ready for the opportunity because you wanted the opportunity to come on your own terms. And when it doesn't, you're not ready. And it's just about, can I take it? Uh, that's the, the luck happens because you're ready to take advantage of the luck. Yeah. And I think, yes, to your point, you have to be ready all the time. Because I can tell you a missed opportunity is worse than having none. Mm-hmm. Like to go into a hunt or, or a fishing trip or anything where you're like, man, I didn't see a moose. I didn't see a sheep. I didn't, I didn't get a bite on a fishing trip. Um, that can be a bummer. But if you missed the fish because you were trying to peel the wrapper off of a muffin yeah. on the boat, <laughs> it's like, oh, or you're walking down the trail and the only moose you saw the whole hunt was there, but you had your rifle on your pack and yeah. you, know, you should have been walking with it in your hands. Missed opportunities are the worst. Yeah. And so that was truly the mentality. I was like, I'm not missing any opportunities. I'm yeah. just going to be ready, rifle in hand, bow in hand, and just, and just stay the course, man, until the last minute of the, and I call this, that's what I called this, it was the 11th hour bull. Mm-hmm. He was last minute and yeah. it was end, you know, last day of the season. And uh, yes, we get, man, that was the other thing that was cool too. I go back up to camp You know, I, I left him, I marked him and set a little breadcrumb trail with my inReach or with my uh, Onyx hunt and get back to camp, big hugs. And uh, so I'm gonna grab a cup of coffee and just kind of like calm my nerves and then we'll get our knives and the kill bag and stuff together and, so we got in there and, and plowed in there with the machines and we were able to only get a hundred feet away from the animal, which nice. was great. So I was like, bring your pack, man. I think we're going to have to hike it out a couple hundred yards. So uh, brought packs, didn't end up needing them, but probably had the most fun I've ever had cleaning an animal with those guys <laughs> that morning. Yeah. I, I think we got down there about noon, noon 30 and the sun's beaming through those trees. And I got a stereo in my side-by-side mounted. Nice. So I had that going, man. Nice. I had two chains bumping, you know, up in there. <laughs> um, so we got the music and we're just, you know, that, that reminiscing bonding thing just kept on going. And yeah. it was the smoothest, clean, you know, no hair in the meat, mm. no dirt in the meat. Um, awesome communication between the three of us on the hold this, hold that, move this. And I mean, it's just like the best experience was, was great. And the moose wasn't very big, which... Some guys will be like, man, you want to kill the biggest moose. I'll tell you right now, when you shoot a smaller moose, it is sweet. Yeah. Number one, you still get a shit ton of meat off of it. Yeah. And number two, it's so much more manageable. Yeah. How much meat did you get off it? Uh, 300 pounds. Nice. Which is solid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's three guys, 100 pounds each. Yeah. Um, And we grind everything, uh, everything but the back straps. So we cut the tenderloins up, split it, 
back straps up, split them, mm-hmm. and then ground everything else, neck and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, we had a great, great time, loaded them up in the machines, rode back to camp, and then it was like, well, Dan, are you going to stay the night? And he's like, he calls his boss, hey, we got a bull down. He's like, all right, I'll see you, I'll see you uh, uh, day after tomorrow. So it just worked out really good. And we happened to still have a little bit of beer and scotch left. Nice. Just enough firewood to get us through. Had another beautiful Northern Lights, Stars, um, you know, bonfire, mm-hmm. uh, you know, top polished, polished off the beers and the scotch and just had another really awesome night and, and reminiscing on the whole thing. And then rode out and then uh, um, we got back out in the afternoon those guys went out a little bit ahead of me and I remember driving home and, and just looking at an area I've driven past a hundred times, but I was in such, um, such cloud nine, man. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I had my side by side that we, we just bought a couple of years ago and I wasn't really ever meant to hunt with it. It was a family machine, but my wife's like, look, we bought this thing. This is expensive. Make payments on it. Go use the damn Go thing. Yeah, I'm like, All right. right. Yeah. 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 So here I got, you know, I got our, you know, this, this cool toy that we bought that we love that you used it. I used it on a hunting trip, which was great. So I got my, you know, I got my meat, I got my meat in the wagon, my moose racks on the top. It's a bluebird, beautiful day. I'm driving back to town. I'm just like the proudest <laughs> hunter in the world. And I, it was a 42 inch bull. It's no big monster bull and i can honestly i care less about that stuff yeah, i don't really take that every any day yeah i'm not after a 50 a 60 a 70 does every guy want a 40 inch ram a 60 70 inch bull and a and uh, you know a, a Boone and crockett caribou I, yeah we all mm-hmm. want that but i am grateful for every opportunity yeah. every harvest and i tell you I, I was so proud of that of that harvest yeah. man and so yeah, yeah, it was great, bro. It was you'll, great. you'll take any of those big trophies, but you won't take them instead of anything else at any point, right. or like wait, or never take anything else. Only those. Yeah, it's that's yeah. a four point buck, or a, you know, a big old eleven inch uh, mountain goat would be great, but I'm not going to be passing up eights and nines just just for the sake of it. You know, especially at this point. I mean, maybe next year we might sort through some mountain goat if we see a whole bunch of them. But yeah. yeah. I, never look down my uh down my nose at uh, at some of those nicer ones dude i have to admit i was so motivated to go goat hunting but i found out that you and your wife got goats and then you send me those photos i'm like oh <laughs> hell yeah i was pumped i'm like man yeah, that was... that's gonna be me this year yeah yeah that was yeah. awesome it, it, it was yeah. great you talk about 11th hour too it was the same thing for us like it was you know we didn't have a whole lot of time it went up there and you know both times we saw deer and then it just you know, it was like, well, what's going to happen? The fog rolled it on one. It was like, we, it has to happen tonight because we got to go home tomorrow. And, and it did on both times. And yeah, the fact that we both got goats this year was just crazy. And then the fact that it came like it did, it was just, just the same, just like what you're talking about is being, being able to make the move and things just work out. And knowing that it doesn't usually work out like that, there's going to be something in the way that you try for the, for, to take advantage of it, but it doesn't happen or you never get the opportunity. So when it does work out and you're able to do that, it just makes it so special. Yeah. And there was a level of like excitement and getting pumped. And then the devastation was even worse when I realized I wasn't going to go. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Like I was so motivated by what, cause I just, you had just 
we and you had just talked. <laughs> You'd gotten back from the, or maybe you sent me the goat photos before you went on your caribou hunt. Yeah. Cause you got back, I checked in. I was like, Hey, you guys out. And you like, yeah. And you sent me a photo of your buddies. Oh, what a beautiful caribou. Yeah, I think it was way. awesome. Yeah. Badass. Yes. And that I, I, if I'm, if it's the right area, I'm thinking I've been years. I've been putting in for that permit. Yeah. Trying to get that thing. And uh, in fact, um, some other guys that hunt the same general area where we moose hunt, um, he and his buddy partnered and drew those caribou tags and they got two really, really nice caribou nice. Yeah. back in there too. Um, up in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Photo it, was the snow too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. But uh yeah, it's just awesome how it turns out. And it's oftentimes different yeah. than what you expect, and that's what makes it so special. If it was as simple as paying money, going to the spot, shooting a trophy, like that's cool and all, but you know, just that variation. Yeah. You know it's gonna be different, you know it's gonna be disappointing in some regards but way better than you expected in others and that's what makes it so those experiences so good would it would it really feel as good if it met the expectation versus it exceeded and or you have the highs and lows and the big low and then a big ass high at the end I don't no, think there's no. that, coming full circle to talking about uh like what is it school when when the kids ask about you know plans and this and that i said like you can plan out your entire life till you're 30 years old, but life is going to be way more interesting than what you plan. So it's good that you have a plan that'll give you direction going somewhere, but no, it's going to be so different and it's going to be so much better and more entertaining and exciting than you can even imagine. Cause you're, you're making these plans as a 17 year old kid. You don't even know anything yet. So there's oh. so much more out there. There's, there's a passion out there that you don't even know you have yet people you don't even know that you love yet so many experiences you don't even know you're going to love and that journey is going to be awesome so it's good to have an idea move in a direction but yeah from that direction there's going to be so many interesting turns that it's going to be way better than you can imagine that's right man what a cool what a cool part of your job and and lifestyle that you get to do that with kids uh, even though it might fall in deaf ears at times but They'll appreciate it later, right? Yeah, that's what the hope is. And now, like, yeah. you, you don't really know what the impact is, and you don't, you don't, yeah, like, ask about it. But uh, yeah, some days you, you can start to feel that okay, some stuff is, is starting to settle in, and those are like human type things. People talk about uh, the uh, education system being a mess and being broken and whatnot. And so I kind of take those. I don't take those things personally. I think, okay, well, what can I do in my classroom that's going to address those things? If there are criticisms. Rather than say, well, that's not me. That's not my classroom. You don't know. Like, all right, well, take that as a good opportunity to to you know, make sure that in my classroom those sort of things are happening. Having those real conversations so that kids can maybe get what they need in that moment and not just, hey, let's talk about symbolism again. Like, that's part of yeah. it too. But also, yeah. hey, let's make this real. Let's let's get these kids on a pathway to be successful. Yeah, that's rad, man. Yeah. But, well, I got uh, my wife's cooking. I, get, I I smell some tacos, and they're caribou tacos. Oh. So I don't want to. Taco Tuesday. Taco like Tuesday. It. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, nice. Um, always good to talk to you, man. Really appreciate uh, everything. Likewise. Alaska Wild Project uh, podcast comes out on uh, Mondays. Uh, yep. Go to alaskawildproject.com. Uh, dot That's that's the YouTube channel. Uh, to uh, Alaska you can Wild access, Project you can YouTube. YouTube channel from our website. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of the 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 uh best way to access everything store and youtube and and all the podcasts so yeah and then uh go to your uh brandon underscore awp for uh the one post that he might make some point uh (laughs) 
It's gotten pretty dry, man. It's, it's gotten pretty dry. Well, it says no posts, so it's uh, it's very it's very dry there. You do yeah, a story every my, once in a while, maybe. I think my I think my uh, my uh, uh, social media manager is is really shortened things up. But oh. It's all through. Uh, you want to go to the Alaska Wild Project Instagram yeah. page. That's where all the juicy stuff is at. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. I'm on. I'm on and off the grid. I guess you could call it. <laughs> well, you know, there's definitely something to be said for being blissfully unencumbered with the need to always be on there and cultivate things and making meaningful posts, which sometimes ends up just being a whole bunch of nonsense. You can kind of tell sometimes when people are just trying to post anything i mean up here it's really easy because yeah. there's always stuff in season so there's always something interesting but if it's right. not in season and you're just making you know b-roll copy of you know you at the snack machine at your job like that yeah, okay yeah but, yeah you're just reaching you're just yeah. reaching yeah. you know yeah that's where i've gotten with it i, I my content goes to our uh, our shared photos and and emails and yeah text messages and and you know we're, we're doing it as a team so yeah, that's, that's cool. kind of where i'm at with it yeah. awesome well thanks again man always great talking to you and we'll, oh, uh, we'll share some stuff uh off the uh off the line right here so uh, thanks again okay. appreciate it, it. Pleasure, Jeff. take Thank care you. man right. yep